so stuff happened. Stuff happened. A lot of stuff happened. <laughs> not really, not really. Just some stuff, and it's just like it's stuff that makes you just go, "What the fuck is happening?" But it's like it's just okay. so. I, I don't. It's just stuff that happened, and just stuff, and it just makes you just go, "Huh." And what and why and when and it's just like what the fuck is happening? This sometimes you just sit back and go, like, 2020 is a crazy year, but like then it just gets worse and worse, and you just go like maybe it's just not 2020, maybe it's just wrestling in general. <laughs> That's what it is now, yeah. I would say yeah. that. Yeah, it's just like it's gonna, really- continue, it's gonna continue in twenty twenty three. You know that. Oh no, it's definitely 100% not changing in 2023 because in 2023 it just it goes from insane to fucking out of the the norm because in 2023 we get Shinsuke Nakamura versus the Great Muda in Pro Wrestling Noah. That's that's, that's not crazy. normal. That's not yeah. normal. At all. It's not supposed to happen. It, it's not supposed to happen. I, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's not supposed to happen. I don't know why it happened. I, I'm at a loss for why it happened. It's it's happening, and it's not like he got fired or anything. And he's going to Noah. It's WWE's Shinsuke Nakamura versus the Great Muda, and I'm like, uh, okay, fucking crazy. Think about <laughs> yes. And, like, the only logical conclusion from this is Great Muda's going in the Hall of Fame next year. That's the only logical conclusion I got from this. was like, oh, Muda's going in the Hall of Fame next year. That's all I got out of this. Yeah. But, like, the bigger picture is we have WWE letting their talent go wrestle in other places. And it's like, oh, okay, well... Yeah, well, that's something to think about. But then there's more to it, which is the Carl Anderson situation, which got a new questionable hiccup slash resolve. And it was like, huh? Because Carl Anderson was supposed to fight Hikaleo. And it's like, no, he's not fighting Hikaleo. And they're going to instead push the match back. And it's like, okay, you're pushing the match back. And Carl Anderson gets to keep the title. Wait, so all of the rumors were true that Carl Anderson is planned until Russell Kingdom with New Japan and WWE is just going to allow it. Okay, cool. That's basically what that was saying. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, this is actually a thing that WWE is going to allow? And it's like, what else is WWE going to allow? What else is going to happen? What's what more is going to happen in this world of wrestling that WWE is going to allow? If you would have asked me like a month ago, was this possible? I would still say no. As good as shit was, you know. And yeah, like now I can't even guess what would happen next. <laughs> the bad part is like. If you would have asked me, I would have definitely said, yeah, this is going to, like, something like this is going to happen. But I would have said, eventually. 
not as soon as it did. Like, yeah. As soon as it did, it's like, yeah, like that's a little fast. And it was just like, oh, well, that's just one thing that happened. And it's like, oh, this is too. I'm like, okay, well, shit is going to keep happening. All right. All right, we'll 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 figure out what's going on. We'll we'll figure out what's happening. We'll, this is a thing. So yeah, that was that was stuff that happened, and then you have other appearances that questionable that are very questionable because what happened in the start of the show, and it's like, huh? Like I kind of seen this one way, and like it's not that way, but at the same time, it could be that way. Okay. So we start off AEW Dynamite with Jay Lethal versus Darby Allen. And this was so stupid. Like, this was so stupid because Jay Lethal goes, Yeah, we got somebody from your past and he's going to show up and he's going to tell us all about you. And our friend has been telling us all about you. And you are going to lose because he's going to tell us all about you. It's like, well, who's his friend? It's a friend from the past. Somebody you know. Okay, well, what the fuck? Who is it? Somebody he knows. All right. So the match goes down. The match is happening. And the match ends. And Sting, fake Sting, shows up. And you're like, okay, we know that that's not Sting because this dude is too small. Who the fuck is it? I lied to you not this was the worst reveal I've ever seen. Like, I've never seen a reveal this bad. <laughs> like, he takes off the mask. There was no fucking reaction. Everybody literally was like, what? Like, nobody, nobody reacted. They knew it wasn't Sting, and they was like, what? Like, no reaction at all. And it's fucking two stacks from goddamn... The factory slash the family. And everybody's like, okay. What? I didn't even ask you who the fuck it was because, like, I had no fucking idea. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like, that's how bad it was. And it was like, dog, nobody, nobody seen it coming. And then they played Sting's music. Like, Sting was coming. And everybody's like, oh my God, Sting's coming. Like, Jeff, like, fucking. Jay Lethal gets out the ring and stacks and everybody gets out the ring and they just leave Darby in the ring and somebody comes up from behind and it's Jeff Jarrett and he fucks fucking Darby Allen leaves him in a pool of blood come on this, this was so weird that like it's Jeff Jarrett and then Jeff starts cutting a promo and he starts cutting this promo and you're like Okay, he's talking about wrestling and talking about his family's been in wrestling. And throughout the promo, it slowly started to morph into an invasion angle. And it's like, okay, you're doing an invasion angle and you're telling Darby that, like, he's in trouble because he puts his faith in this thing. Whatever, who gives a shit? But the thing, he started making it seem like it was an invasion angle. And he went to, like, the deepest, darkest part of, like, this invasion angle, like, trying to spin it like it was some other company trying to take over AEW, and they were going to kill AEW. And it's like, like, part of me was like, 
is he implying that he's doing this from WWE's perspective? But then, like, Tony just, like, completely killed the angle when he was like, Jeff Jarrett is all elite. And I'm like, okay, well, then that's like, it's not a work. Like, it's not, it's not one of those things. It's like, okay, well, like, cause like for five, like for literally five seconds, he had me going, is this like an invasion angle from like WWE's perspective? Could this be a thing? When, soon as Tony's put out the tweet, he's all elite. It's like, well, you just killed it for me. Cause now I don't believe that it's going to be an angle from like WWE. If you played it up for a few weeks, it could have been like, uh, oh, it's a WWE angle. But, you know, it, he ruined it. He could have had so many eyes on his product because of that shit. Yeah, that's what I'm just like, eh, whatever. It's just, it was a thing. But it is totally fucking insane that Jeff Jarrett is the guy to just, like, he's the guy that's, he's the guy you can't kill. Like, you know how they say roaches, you can't kill them. And, like, they just keep coming back, they keep coming back. Jeff Jarrett is the roach of wrestling. He's the roach of wrestling. You can't get rid of him. He just keeps coming the fuck back. He's been in every wrestling company there is, honestly. Every so one. That's a thing. Everyone. And that's insane because it's like, bro, like, you just won't go away. And, like, every company you're, you've been everywhere. There hasn't been one company that you haven't showed up in. And I'm just, like, shocked that he's just, like, still going. It's like, what the fuck? And he's almost 60, right? Yeah, he's almost 60. He's like 55 or something like that. But still, it's like, how the fuck, like, how the fuck are you still here? And like, that's not a shot at him. It's just like, how do you just keep getting into every wrestling company? It's fucking crazy. Yeah, and this is very fucking weird. Impressive. It's, yeah, it is impressive. It is impressive, but like you know. So then they go to the fucking elite thing, the delete elite. It's I, I, I like this kind of, but not really. Yeah, I think I like it a little bit more than you do. <laughs> yeah, like I. The only it's just really stupid because it's like it's not like they're really getting deleted. It's like, guys, you erased this from history. You erased the E out of AEW. And it's like, yeah, I'm not buying this because like you guys are back, so I'm not buying this at all. Yeah. Like, I'm not buying this at all. I don't really care. It's like whatever. It's like, eh, yeah, w- whatever. That's probably going to be their whole trope when they come back. Like, they're going to be against everybody because, like, you tried to delete us type of thing, you know? I hope that's not it because that's going to make me hate it even more. Because, like, it's really stupid. It's like... I understand what they're they're trying to do, get everybody to believe, like, oh, we are getting erased from history, but we're back! Ha-ha! We're still alive! And it's like, all right, fine. Who gives a fuck? The thing is, like, People just want you guys back. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not one of those people, so <laughs> I'm going to say that out yeah. loud. But, like, people want them back. Because, like, okay, this is going to sound shitty, but, like, it's true. I enjoy AEW way more 
when they're not there. Okay. Yeah, like I like I enjoy it. Like it has been to the point where like AEW is going is going on. I did not even realize they were gone until they start running these promotion things. I was like, oh shit, they actually worked here. Oh shit. <laughs> That's exactly how I felt. I was like, oh shit, they actually work here. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. I partially agree with you on that. The reason I say partially, right? Uh-huh. Is the fact that I can't say it's better without them, right? Uh-huh. Just like that last statement you said, I forgot they worked there. <laughs> exactly. Like, see? <laughs> So I, I I can't judge like if it's better with them there or without them there because I forgot. Exactly, like you forgot that they were there. I know that they were there, and like they were just like I don't know why, but I felt like they took away from the show, and a lot of people love the elite. Like that's why AEW is what it is. But like to me, when Kenny the Bucks are gone. I still enjoy AEW. Like, people are like, I only enjoy it with the Elite back. And it's like, Doug, it's way more cooler without them. Like, I have no problem without them. Like, I focus on the people. Yeah, like, I enjoy the shit out of the show without them. Like, I enjoy the fucking shit out. I love the show without them. Because it's it's wrestling. It is cool. And, like, you don't have to worry about the Elite coming in and being the center focus of everything that's going on. Like, yes, they yeah. started the company, but the company strives without them. And yes. there's going to be a time when they dis-a-fucking-peer because they're going to go the other place, and it's just going to be like, well, how are they going to survive? And, like, I swear to God, I'm going to see people go, how was AEW going to survive? Because there were people already talking that bullshit. was like, how were they going to survive without the elite? And it's like, that means you're not an AEW fan. You're just an elite fan. Yeah. Because, like, they, like, the show is not bad without them. Like, that's the thing. Like, nobody really gives a fuck. The people who give a fuck about them are just straight-up elite fans. Like, AEW's fine without them. Like, there's no problem here. Yeah, I agree. Like, I would say it's better without them. Because, like, there's the... In the sense where you can like see other people, you know? Yeah, and that's like that's what's sexy about this. It's like you don't get the people who you know are the EVPs that sit back there and like are part of the company and partly work here. That's like one of the reasons why people hated Cody is like you know that they're running the show. Why don't you like why don't they just lose? Why don't they do this? And they're like, no, we're gonna win. We're gonna we're going to put ourselves in a, a good position. And it's like, yeah, we see that. So we don't really want that. There's other people here that can strive and enjoy shit. And it's like, that's why it's better with them not here. I, I like that. <coughs> yeah. Excuse me. So then we get to a match that was a championship contenders match. And it was Lee Moriarty versus John Moxley. Now, okay, I'm not going to lie, and, like, a lot of people actually felt the same way about this. This match was good, but here's Mm -hmm. the thing. So, they're in Baltimore, and the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, shows up in the middle of this match. 
And because Baltimore is a straight-up football town, everybody start paying attention to Lamar Jackson and start cheering and chanting MVP. And it took away from the match because people literally just stopped looking at the match. It was like, oh, shit, the quarterback is here. And, like, everybody just started looking at him. And it was like, oh, okay. And, like, that took away from the match. I mean, the match was good, but, like, nobody was watching the match. Even I stopped watching the match was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, because I had to figure out what was going on. Why was everybody in the uproar? What is happening? And then found out that it was Lamar Jackson. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah, that was too much of a fucking distraction. Yeah, and the funniest part about that whole entire thing was Renegade actually knew who the fuck he was. That that was the, that was the funniest part. For those of you that don't know, I know shit about sports. So, <laughs> but him, I knew. Yeah, that 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 fucked me up. I was like, "What the fuck? How do you know who he is?" <laughs> I want to say that like, he like was in the crowd a couple times on other shows, and whatnot. Or he okay. was in a segment, also. Okay. Yeah. So. Moxley, of course, gets the win. Then he gets attacked from Ego. So it's making a lot of people go, oh, Ego is going to be the person who wins that tournament. And I'm just thinking, I feel like that's a red herring, but he is going to face Ego sometime within the next few weeks. I feel like he is, but I don't think he's going to win the tournament. No. So... Then we get a backstage segment. It's supposed to be Britt Baker and Soraya having an interview with Renee Young. And apparently Britt Baker decides, I'm not going to show up. Fine. Britt Baker didn't show up. So Renee is asking Soraya, why'd you show up here? Why'd you come? Like, what? Like, what's the thing? Like, what's the deal? What's, what's going on? And Soraya's like, yeah, like I was sitting home watching and this was the new startup company. It was like the grunge rock company. And it's like everybody had to be here. And that's why I wanted to be here. And I'm like, okay, that's, that sounds plausible. And yeah. then Renee asks the question that we all are asking. We're all asking this question. Are you clear? And Soraya said something which I like because it's spent off into like something else and she goes you know what I talked to a couple of doctors but next week I have to talk to one more doctor to see if I could get approved and it's like you know the doctor she's talking about is pretty big yeah it's no yeah. one else yeah as soon as she said, she said that I, like I pop like you're gonna fuck her up right yes <laughs> And like that—that's one hundred percent probably going to be a match in full gear. Yeah. So then we had Regal, and Regal is talking about MJF, and he's telling him, "Yo, you need to get your shit together." He was like, "If you're going to be, he's like, either you're going to be this good guy or you're going to be a fucking villain. One of the two things. You better figure this shit out." I was like, "Okay." He can so, be both. Yeah, he can be both. So then we get the daddy ass birthday celebration. 
so Danny S's fingers are wrapped up and this is the worst tape job because you can tell that it's like not for real for real fucked up it's just they taped his fingers together so it's like hey look like look it's his fingers are fucked up haha it's like <laughs> yeah you know that's bad so they <laughs> unveiled the, the scissor me foam fingers which I'm just like they're all sold out they're sold out like soon as they revealed them and took the cover off I'm like they're sold out like there's not gonna be one of those in the fucking stands they're sold like it's over <laughs> Cause like that was such a genius move. It's like, yeah, they're they're sold out. That's that's it. I'm surprised they didn't do it from the get go when they started saying that shit. No, I think the thing is, AEW kind of thought like this was gonna be a passing phase, and then once it started to get over, they're like, oh shit, we need to capitalize on this some fucking way, and they did with this and not. Like, soon as I saw that, that was like, that's perfect. Like, that's yeah. perfect. That's a moneymaker. It's over. Yep. Like, that was so good. So, <laughs> this whole thing, like, everything is going on. Renegade says to me, say what you say to me about this whole entire segment. Because you were the first person to bring it up. Oh, um, they're giving him gifts and whatever. Talking about, and they keep calling him daddy and whatever. I'm like, you're about to adopt him, aren't you? They fucking like had this fucking adoption thing. Sign it so they get adopted. So then I'm like, his sons are not going to be too happy about that. Jokingly, mind you, because why would they come out? They're part of the firm. That's exactly what the fuck happened. (laughs) Yep. They came out and attacked the claim. And then W. Morrissey also came out and attacked Daddy Ass. So it's like, okay, yeah. And then FTR showed up, who's supposed to be on a plane over to goddamn Japan. But they came <laughs> out. They saved they saved that claim. And then when they saved that claim, they stood in front of the claim and looked at them with the titles. They gave them the titles back. And everybody's like, oh, they should be next number one contenders. I totally forgot that Swerve and Keith Lee are number one contenders until Tony said it on commentary. I was like, they shit. those motherfuckers, too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, shit, I forgot. <laughs> so then we get Brick Baker and Jamie Hater, and they're just talking shit. And they basically say, hey, we want a tag team match. I was like, okay, you guys want a tag team match on Rampage. But then we find out that Jamie Hayter is going to get her shot at Tony Storm. So, yeah. I'm all for that. Me too. So, then we get the old show, Chris Jericho. And Jericho shows up, and Jericho... Is talking shit. He challenges Lamar Jackson. And he's just like talking shit because he's like, yeah, I'm waiting for my for my opponent, a former ROH champion. Now, mind you, everybody has talked about who could it be Renegade came up with. It could be Suzuki. I was like, oh shit, that would be fucking awesome. And 
other people had different theories and it's like okay yeah this person this person and all of a sudden it just goes boom boom Coke Cabana and I just <laughs> lost it just fucking loved it because that is Vince levels of petty but it also 110 million percent confirms the theory that everybody has lied about this whole entire time. You know, what the, you know what the theory is? What is it? The reason that Coca-Cola has not been on television was because of CM Punk. And Tony Khan said, no, that's a lie. Fucking CM Punk said, no, that's a lie. Everybody in the back said, no, that's a lie. The moment that CM Punk is no longer in the company, and like this is basically a fucking confirmation he's no longer in the company, all of a sudden you see fucking Colt Cabana show up on TV and everybody loses it. And I was like, okay, yeah, like that confirms a theory that everybody thought, yeah, it's true. Yeah, Coach showed up like, yeah, they might be. Basically, so it's like, damn, like, okay. (laughs) And from what I heard, that WWE, when they saw Colt Cabana walk out, they go, huh, I guess CM Punk is free. And it's like, oh, God, they might think about bringing him to WWE. That's... That's a sad thing, but okay. Whatever. Oh, God, no. Please, no. Yeah, like, he might be going to WWE, but, like, I really would like for him just to say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm done with wrestling. Wrestling's over. Okay, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why he didn't stick to his guns and not come back the first time. Right? So, after Jericho beats Cole Cabana, because there was no fucking way that Cole Cabana was being Jericho for the Ring of Honor title, <laughs> oh. fucking Jericho attacks Ian Riccoboni, and he's about to beat the shit out of him, but here comes Claudio Castagnoli, and Claudio comes out, and Claudio beats the shit out of Jericho, setting up their Ring of Honor title match. Then... Like, Yuta comes out and, like, it's the BBC versus the Jerk-Off Society. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, it, they're still not done. So, can we get this backstage segment with Ray Phoenix and Pac? And Pac is basically telling Phoenix, to get the title back, you have to do what you don't want to do. And he basically tries to give him the hammer. And he's like, so Pac is trying to get Phoenix to cheat, and Phoenix even looked at, like, the hammer like, dude, maybe I should maybe this is it. Maybe I should really do this. Like, hmm, this this should work. And then Penta was like, duh, chill. He was like, don't do this. Of all people. (laughs) Yeah. So then we have the three-way for the North Atlantic Championship. And the winner of this match gets to pick their dream opponent at Rampage. So it's like, okay, that was a weird thing 
to happen. Whatever. So the fact is, yeah, it was out of nowhere for no fucking reason. So the match is going on is Luchasaurus, Phoenix, and Orange Cassidy. So the match is going, and all of a sudden, Jungle Boy comes out and beats the shit out of Luchasaurus. So it's just down to Phoenix and Orange Cassidy. And Pac gives Phoenix the hammer, and Phoenix is about to use it. And then Penta says, no, don't do it. And he doesn't do it. He gets in the ring. He fucking loses. And then Pac beats the shit out of Orange Cassidy. And often you hear music that you heard before. And it's Shibata and the best friends. Shibata comes out and he helps Orange Cassidy. And Orange Cassidy grabs a contract. He gives it to Shibata. So Shibata is going to wrestle Orange Cassidy. Okay. I'm okay with it. Yeah, but the funny... <laughs> it's actually very funny because it's kind of something like similar with Soraya. So, New Japan is not going to clear Shibata to wrestle. They're like, Doug, we don't want you to wrestle. Like, you went into business yourself the last time. We don't want you to wrestle. So he's like, all right, cool. Hey, AEW, can I wrestle Orange Cassidy? Sure, why not? Uh, okay. And I want to wrestle Brian Daniel. Okay, sure, why not? And it's like, um, they didn't clear. Yeah, it's fine. Like, we're going to clear. Okay. I'm not even going to question it. <laughs> I'm not even going to question it because I, I, I love Shibata. So, like, I, I'm not going to question it. But, like, deep down inside, my skeptical person is like, you know they didn't clear him, right? Yeah. No, fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm I'm kind of scared for him to be honest. But I'm not. I'm not. Is is gonna? Yeah. I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with. Oh no, that was gonna be banger. Just I, I I don't know. I I hope he nothing happens. Everything good. I I'm fine with it. <laughs> so did we get Rick Ross backstage and Rick Ross? is with Swerve. Rick Ross controlled this whole entire segment done wrestling before. And it's like, okay. Right? 100%. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and the funny part is, like, he's a wrestling fan and he's been, like, he's been backstage, he's been backstage on Ross. He's been to other wrestling shows. This isn't his first time. But he's, like, he's, like, he's really has a presence and it's like, oh, shit, like, he works here. And like him and Swerve are talking. And then Keith Lee comes up and Keith Lee's like, Doug, I don't like the way that you did this. And Ross is like, Ross is like, accusations, accusations. And like he comes out of the situation and he kind of gets Keith Lee along with what's going on. So Keith Lee, like they wind up drinking champagne and they give something to Tony too. And like, he kind of coerces Keith Lee to be in this, so now it's looking like, yeah, Keith Lee might kind of be bad guy. Like, hesitantly, though. <laughs> yes. So, then we get Jade versus Marina Shafir. 
And this match immediately starts and it just gets completely hilarious because Jade starts fighting Marina before the bell can even fucking officially ring. Here comes fucking Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero. And Nyla Rose did commentary the whole fucking match. Like, the whole match. Like, I didn't concentrate shit on this fucking match because Nyla Rose was making fucking jokes and having me crack the fuck up. And then at one point, she made Jade come, like, almost come after her. And Jade almost got counted out. And she was like, you better turn around, you quick get counted out. And Jade had to run back to the ring. <laughs> Yo, she was so good. And Jade won. So it was so funny because Jade won. One, two, three. And Kara Hogan tries to run up and snatched the belt from Nyla Rose while she was standing in the entrance. Nyla fucking shifted and and fucking Kira Hogan falls on her fucking face. And Nyla just runs off. And Jade gets up there and Jade's like, you were supposed to take the title. And she's like, she threw me on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, it was so funny. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yes. So... Then we get the ceremony of black because it's Alistair Black or Malachi Black, Brody King, and a fourth body, which is Buddy Murphy. I know people are like, they didn't show Buddy Murphy. It's Buddy Murphy. He probably wasn't there to film this, but Buddy Murphy is still coming back. So... They send off the bodies and they kill the bodies in three different things. Here's the thing that a lot of people and no one has talked about yet. Mm-hmm. Who is the father of black? He literally said his he was a father of black and he is the person that is talking. Who is this person? I felt like they just created a new wrinkle that there's another person that exists here. And I'm like, who is this person? And why has why is this the first time they're actually revealing there's someone over the House of Black? Who is this person? The only thing I, I could think of that fits for that would be, what's his face? Um, Fighter Games Mitchell, but he looks at Impact to my knowledge. Yes. And like, that's what fucks me up. It's like, who could it be? And like, the voice didn't even sound like, the voice didn't even sound like I knew. So it was like, yeah, who is this person? Yeah. So <laughs> then they did this thing, this Britt Baker, Jamie Hader thing. And like for the like like I said, for the people who have no fucking clue about Britt Baker, I mean not Britt Baker, Tony Storm and Jamie Hader that like they have history that they like existed outside of AEW together. Like they basically broke down the history and I'm and like at one point Tony's like I bet you guys didn't even know that I knew Jamie Hayter before this. And I'm like, I knew. I reported on this podcast. You guys know each other. This is not news to me. I actually said that out loud while he's watching. I'm like, you know, I yeah. know he told me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I do. Like, I, I, I do a report on a podcast. Like, and she's like, yeah, you guys probably didn't know we even lived together during a pandemic. I'm like, no, I kind of reported on that too. Like I, I don't know what for me. So that was a thing. Then we had 
Brian Cage versus Samoa Joe. I don't know if we were in Bizarro World or what the fuck happened, but Brian Cage was the star of a match with Samoa Joe. I don't know what the fuck happened here. Yeah, I was like, so I was so surprised that Brian Cage was fucking doing some of the shit that he was doing with Joe, and Joe did like barely had a comeback. I was like, what the fuck is happening here? So weird. Yeah, Joe got the win, and then the embassy came up to beat up Joe, and I'm just like, okay, I know where this is going. And Warlow comes out, and it's like, I know where this is going. And Hobbs shows up and just lays out Wardlow and says, I'm taking the TNT title. I'm like, yeah, I knew that's where that was going. <laughs> so. Like if, like, if anything, like, remember, like, your deal last episode? I want to say the last episode. Oh, mm-hmm. One before that. The fucking eight man. Mm-hmm. To the eight man, at the very least, a tag team match for those particular titles. Basically. Yeah. So yeah, like that that was the end of Dynamite. Yeah. Really, like it was a really dope episode. Not that bad. Uh-huh. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. And see, we can enjoy it without the elite. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so um that was a thing. And NXT was also a thing because we had so much show was like like once again this feels like another reset and it's like reset how much more resetting do you have to do because it's like yeah no we reset last week but we still didn't reset a lot of things that you were looking at it's like okay so, with Braun Breaker, he's in the ring, and he's basically waiting for his next challenger, and then Pretty Deadly comes out. And they're talking, and they basically his name. So, Wesley comes out, and they go back jokingly, and then it sets up the tag team title match later on. Pretty Deadly versus Braun Breaker. I'm like... And somehow they mentioned truth, and truth came out. I was I was very confused. <laughs> like they, they said the truth, but they didn't mean that truth. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It it is just it was so weird. So then they all left because they're getting ready for their match. So then it was true versus Grayson Waller. It did a dive over the top rope, a flipped off over the top rope. He tore his Achilles heel and that ended the match and Grayson Waller was like, ha ha, I won. It's like, you didn't win. You won by accident. It's not a real thing. (laughs) Yes. So then we went to a schism interview. I swear to God, this was like this show because everything about this was just so good. First off, so it's Vic Joseph, and Vic Joseph is interviewing this schism, and he asks Ava, he's like, 
why, Ava? He's like, we've been friends for a long time. And he's like, why? Ava goes on this banging ass promo. And then she said something and it makes me laugh because exactly what she said is like the best part. She goes, dude, I've been here for so long and everybody pretends to be my friend. When I got injured, no one called me except for some guy that just got here, Joe Gacy. Like, she looks at Vic and goes, you said that you're my friend, Vic. You didn't even call me when I got injured. He goes, you're right. I didn't call you. And it's like, dog, so everything she said was the truth. She didn't lie. <laughs> Yo, I was just like, she, she didn't lie at all. Like, nothing she said. The only reason she went with them is because they were the only ones who gave a damn about her. I'm like, bro, she didn't lie. She said no lie. She, I was like, how are you the bad guy here? I'm just about to ask that. So Joe Gacy is the good guy in this situation, right? Yes. <laughs> and the funny part about this is like, she's supposed to be the leader, but his like nothing that he said, it was as good as anything Ava said. Ava literally just took over that whole entire interview and just was that good. And it's like, there's no way that you could be like comparable with this. And it's the thing is like, I'm not saying it because she's the rock's daughter. I'm saying it because she literally took the screen. She literally took the screen. Once she started talking and saying stuff in her own ways, in her own words, she literally ran that segment. It's like, Okay, mm-hmm. I understand. It's like I understand you. It, it's genetic. It's just genetic. Yeah, it's charismatic like a motherfucker, you know. And uh, like I said from the beginning, like she probably eventually going to take the, the um, group over, even not knowing. That's where it seems like it's going. <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely where it's going. And the funny part is, once she she still has evolving to do, and I noticed like kind of a weird thing to say because like she's just starting she's going to evolve into something else and this is just the beginning and it just the beginning i can see that you have something yeah once you finally get to yeah, like your mid form yeah everybody's gonna be like yeah this this kid has it this kid has everything yep yeah so then we get Big body Javi in the back trying to tell the BBC, hey, you guys lost last week. You guys suck. And then he wants to talk to Triple H, but out comes Odyssey Jones. And Odyssey Jones says, hey, Javi, me and you, we got a match. And he's like, oh, okay. And now he's sad because, yeah, you're about to get your ass beat by fucking Odyssey Jones. So, yeah, that was the thing. Then we see Kiana James with her beautiful, beautiful, beautiful assistant. And she gives her beautiful assistant an envelope. So her assistant walks off. We're like, okay. And then we get this backstage thing with Indy Hartwell and Zoe Starks. And for some reason, Zoe Starks is very fucking angry. And she's mad at Indy. And Indy's telling her, was like, yeah, it was kind of your fault that you guys lost. And now Zoe Starks wants to beat the shit out of her. It's like, what the fuck? Like, 
I was confused a little. It's weird. They're going to turn their heel. That, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, so then we had a Chase You segment, and Dia Hell is getting ready, and then she gets sad because Bodie's gone. And then all of a sudden, Duke Hudson busts through a wall, and Duke Hudson's like, I'm going to take the flag. And it's like, hey, this is weird, but okay. And That's yes, because I, I actually thought it was a real wall. <laughs> yeah, it was a fake wall. So, yeah. Bodie's gone now. Okay, there's a this situation because it's like Bodie was good in the ring, Bodie was this and that. Apparently, people like kind of didn't think he progressed in the ring. One, and he was showing up late for shows, and he was kind of like a half-ass, not-caring type person backstage. That's what I heard. And it's like, wow, like, that that's kind of fucked up, but like, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, then we get Thea Hale versus Kiana James. Once again, it's like, Thea Hale has this, like, little scrappy-dude type gimmick, and it's like, she fits it well, and like, she works well with this. It is like, I would love to see her progress, but she winds up losing to Kiana James again, and it's like, dude, just give her the fucking win. Like, a little upset. It's like, Thea has something. She has, like, this little spitfire scrappy dude thing that she can, she kind of works around, and it's like, give her a win. But it's I'm like, surprised they didn't give her this one, because she already lost her. Yeah, it's like, you should have gave her this win. And then, after the match, Chase gets attacked by Charlie Dempsey. And I was actually shocked because I totally forgot Charlie Dempsey worked there. Me too. So, yeah, so Duke Hudson acts like he's part of the crew and he helps them both up after they get beat down. And it's like, okay, cool. So, then we get Broke Money. And Broke Money's backstage, and Kiana James' beautiful assistant hands over the papers to Broke Money. No idea what's going on. We don't know why Broke Money is getting sued or some kind of legal recourse to them. We have no idea what's going on. We just know that it happened. So, I don't know what's happening there, but I'm kind of intrigued because it's like, random as fuck. It's like, this is super random. Why are they getting kind of sued? Why can't be something stupid? It's probably not it's even prob- dumb sorry. Yeah, it's probably going to be something really dumb. Yeah. Wesley and Braun and, a- and Andre Stone or whatever his name, Stone, shows up and he's basically saying, Von Wagner wants to beat you, Braun Breaker. And Braun's like, I will kick Braun Breaker's ass. I mean, Von Wagner's ass. And I'm going to kick your ass. Everybody's ass getting kicked. Fuck you. And he's like, all right, I'm going to run away because I'm scared. Okay. Yeah. I pointed this out to you off the podcast when they fucking like was hinting at this match. You see the issue with this. <laughs> Von, yeah. Braun, they're not going to keep track of this shit. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so... Yeah. And then Odyssey Jones beats um dude 
Javier, Javier Bordeaux or Big Body Javi. I, I'm not going to call him Big Body Javi. He's not even that big. He's not even a fucking I big. called him that because I had no idea what his real name was. <laughs> yeah. His name is Javier fucking Bordeaux. He's not even that big. Fuck that. So then we get Toxic Distraction and they're out for the one year celebration of Monday. And Mandy is talking and she's running her mouth about I'm the longest running champion, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And I'm trying to figure out who's going to be her challenger. And all of a sudden, Smoke just shows up. And it's like, okay, who's this? And it's Alba Fire. And Alba Fire lays out Gigi Dolan. And she says, I'm coming after you next, Jay-Z. And then I'm coming for Mandy. So a lot of people were angry about this. And then I remembered why this is okay. Because when Alba Fire lost the match, she lost because of distraction by the other two. So True. it makes sense. Yeah. So then Hopefully we get... she picks him out, though, because, like, the way she took out JC, it seems like she could be back next week. <laughs> yeah, but I think they're going to use this, like, to keep her out for a little while. So it'll be official one on one between Alba and Mandy. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they're going to do that. Okay. So then we get Apollo. And he's saying he wants to face Braun Breaker. And then Von Wagner comes up and says, Hey, man, it's going to be me. You have to stay back. So I feel like they're going to have a one-on-one match to see who gets to become number one contender, even though later on something looks like that person becomes number one contender and then, like, something else happens. I feel like it's going to be convoluted as hell and I'm going to be pissed off by the end of it. That's all I'm saying. We shall see. (laughs) Yes. Then we get another Scripps promo, and Scripps is talking about coming to NXT and destroying the world. And yeah, I I, I don't know who this person is. I want to know who this person is. Please let me know who this person is so we can find out. To me, though, it's a different person from the first promo. So you're thinking Scripps might be a team of people? Yes. Okay. So then we get Zoe Starks versus Indy, and Zoe is fucking flipping out, wanting to do bad shit, and fucking Nikita is saying, chill, chill the fuck out, chill the fuck out, chill out, and Indy winds up getting the win. I'm like, god damn it. (laughs) So then we get a backstage promo, and this promo, this person is talking about going for the world title. And this person is Donovan Dijakovic. And it's like, okay, well, that's another person that wants to go for the title. We see Sangha and Veer, and Sangha is talking to his former friend, and she's like, hey, dude, what's going on with you? And Veer shows up, and Veer says, come on with me. And Wendy Chu is 
back there for the first time, which means she's back. And it's like, okay, well, I totally forgot you existed. Okay, cool. <laughs> You're telling me you remember that Wendy Chu existed. Mm, God. I'm not going to say I did. Because, like, yeah. <laughs> See? Totally forgot. So... Then we get the TikTok toxic tag team talking about how they're going to beat Nikita and Zoe next week. And they're going to get on the same page, I feel like. I feel like they're going to get on the same page. They might win. So, I hope so. I hope so. So, we get Cora Jade versus Valentina Faraz. And Cora beats the shit out of her. Like, she should. I mean... Because Cora is the biggest star. And then Wendy Chu shows up, and Wendy Chu just beats the fuck out of Cora. Okay. Then we get. Probably a good match. Yep. So then we get Tony D'Angelo and two stats in the back, and they're talking. And Electra Lopez comes back and she says, I'm back. And Tony D'Angelo says, She's going to do good by herself. And we're like, Yeah, she's going to do good by herself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so then they set up the main event and it's the tag team match for the tag team titles, which no one thinks that the tag team titles are going to change hands. <laughs> so we get pretty deadly getting the win and a sneak roll up because of a distraction from Carmelo Hayes who wants the title from Wesley. So that sets up that match. They didn't have a one-on-one, so people should just chill the fuck out. They didn't have a one-on-one. They're going to have a one-on-one. It's going to be a good match. Then we get Von Wagner attacking Von Breaker. And it's like, okay, cool. But then Apollo Crews is in the back and he's looking on, but so is JD McDonough. So it's like, now you have five people for this world title. Okay. Six pick I guess. <laughs> I hope I'm not. not Listen. Yeah, I'm just about to say that. I don't want it either, but yeah. <laughs> Braun's been in like multiple man matches, multiple man matches, multiple man matches, multiple man matches. It's like just like let him get like one good one on one and then just like go from there. Yeah. Like, yeah, I- I'll be okay with that. <laughs> so, on to Monday Night Raw. And it starts off with Nikki Cross, who is back to be a Nikki Cross, versus Bianca Belair. This is a non-title match. This is a non-title match, mind you. So they're having a match, and of course, damage control shows up. But Bianca actually beats Nikki Cross. Damage control beats the shit out of Bianca, and the returning Alexa and Asuka show back up. Huh? What? Why did they show back up? I mean, they showed back up, and they said exactly what they wanted. Hey, we want the tag team titles. Okay. All right. Yeah. Like that's exactly how it was. It was like, okay, they want the tag team titles. Yeah, we kind of figured that, but like, 
Okay, they'll get a title shot eventually. So then we have a sit-down interview with Bob Lashley versus her book. Brock's not back there for the sit-down because Brock's in the ring. Brock's like, nah, fuck this. I'm in the ring. So Lashley's like, all right, if you're in the ring, I'm going to be in the ring, bitch. Fuck this. Let's go. And they start fighting. And they start fighting, and security has to break them up. And this was so funny because security and all of the wrestlers came down and broke them up. And then Triple H has to come down, and he's like, if you don't stop it, the match is off. If somebody hits each other, the match is off. That's it. Stop. Stop now. And, and they kind of didn't stop because they kept going. <laughs> but it was like, what the fuck? Like, Triple H even had to shut this shit down. That made it a little bit more realistic. Yeah. And in that pull-apart, Von Wagner and Duke Hudson were in it. So that was like a thing. Yeah, I noticed Vaughn. I didn't notice too. Yeah. So then we got a match. Heel versus heel. Quotation marks. Steph <laughs> Rollins versus Austin Theory. And throughout this match, Seth Rollins was the star. Seth was the star of this match. And he just looked like a million bucks against Austin Theory. Especially like, with his new hairstyle. <laughs> yes. It was so good. And then Roman Reigns showed up to the building. And Roman walked out to talk about how he's going to beat the shit out of Logan Paul. And Logan Paul is going to fall to the tribal chief because the tribal chief is awesome. And because he said he's awesome, the Miz showed up. And the Miz says, I'm the run who brung in Logan Paul. And we can scratch each other's back because I got this problem with Dexter Loomis. And you can beat his ass, and I can tell you how to beat Logan Paul. And Roman goes, Everybody's talking about how Logan Paul's going to knock me out. And he just Superman punches Miz. And he goes, Nobody's talking about how I'm going to knock him out. And I was just like, you know what? That's true. Nobody has talked about that. Holy shit. That's a thousand percent true, yes. Yeah, that actually fucking popped me. Also, am I the only one... Whatever. Am I the only one that remembers it was not the Miz that brought in Logan Paul? (laughs) Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was Sammy. Right. <laughs> so he always lies. So then the Miz lies again because he's saying, My jaw is hurt. I can't wrestle tonight. Because he's supposed to wrestle Ali. And he's like, I can't wrestle, but jaw is hurt. I'm so sad. And then Ali's like, You're just trying to weasel out of this mess. He's like, Shut up. No, you're just trying to weasel out this mess. That's not true. I, I can wrestle. Mm, yeah. It's like, okay. I think he actually did the near too. <laughs> he did. It was really dumb. <laughs> so then we get Carl Anderson, the never open weight champion, versus Damian Priesto. 
And this match wasn't bad. Rhea fucked up the OC as she does. So they need a counter to her. They need a counter. I don't know who the counter is going to be, but they need a counter. Yeah. So then we get almost talking shit about how he's going to beat Braun Strowman bread. You're like, okay, I mean, yeah, whatever. Like, it's, it's going to be a match. It's a match. So we get Jubble, and he's talking shit about Texas, even though he's from Texas, or wherever the fuck they're from. I don't know where the fuck they're from. And then he brings up Bartender Cabron. And then the truth comes out. And the truth gets beat up by Bartender Cabron. It's like, eh, I mean... At least we didn't have to get to see a Bartender Cabron match. That's that's all I care about. (laughs) So then we get a backstage that a lot of people completely overlook. They completely overlook this. Because it's damage control. And in the corner is Nikki Cross. She's sitting there calmly talking to damage control. Once, once Bailey saw the camera was on, she basically told her, get lost. And it's like, oh shit. They're setting up for war games. Yep. So then we get Elias and Ezekiel. I mean, Matt Riddle dressed up as Ezekiel. I thought he was going to fuck that up and call him his eyes. <laughs> no. And then we got a Saturday Night Live skit that some people are like, that's a 30-year-old skit that nobody remembers. And it's like, are you that brain broken that you're like, no one remembers the Chris Farley and Patrick Swayze's like, fucking skit? And you're like, wait, Nobody remembers that. Nobody remembers that. That's a lie. Because two weeks ago on Twitch, a streamer actually pulled up that skit. It was like, guys, this is one of my favorite skit. And people in the chat literally was like, that I remember that skit. Like I've seen that skit on somewhere else. That's yeah, that's one of my favorites too. And it's like, how are you so brain broken that you don't know that kids these days actually know that skit? But you're just like, oh, it's from 30 years ago. Yeah, things from 30 years ago are still popular. Look, and look at, look at Halloween. Look at half of the shit that's on TV. It's from 30 years ago. Why do you believe that people don't remember things? Just because you don't. I mean, come on, guys, come on. Just because you don't. The classic fucking segment on SNL. Yeah. Exactly. Like so. For somebody to be like, that's from 30 years ago. None of these kids are going to remember. If if kids on Twitch actually fucking remember the skit and goes, yo, it's a fucking classic. Duh. People of this generation remember. So yeah, just like, shut the fuck up. So it was a trigger street fight between Otis and Riddle. And Riddle won with an RK bro on fucking Otis. And it's like, okay. With a pumpkin on his head, mind you. Pumpkin on head, Otis, RK bro. I'm like, okay. Not bad. Did, did you like the match? It was alright. Like, I, 
That's the one trope I hate about Halloween. They had to have these like type of street fights. Yes. So then we get the Miz versus Ali, and I'm just thinking, oh, they're gonna let the Miz win. They're gonna let the Miz win. They're gonna let the Miz win. But Ali wins because of the distraction from Dexter Loomis. And Dexter Loomis jumps over the fucking guardrail to run. And a security guard clears the fucking... He just jumps clear over it. No hands, no feet, nothing. He just jumps over the fucking railing. And it's like, dude, the security guard is fucking... He's great. What the yeah, fuck? Right? I hope he was a wrestler. If he wasn't a wrestler, <laughs> they need to make him one. Holy yeah. shit, dude. Like, that fucking popped the shit out of me. I'm like, holy shit, this dude is fucking awesome. So, then, speaking of 30-year-old things, where this person was like, oh, this is a 60-minute segment. Like, yeah, 60 minutes was from 30 years ago, asshole. So, yeah, once again, I'm just proving how much of an asshole. So, <laughs> this was a 60-minute type segment. It was about Johnny Gargano exposing the Miz and Dexter Loomis's relationship. Ha. This was great because Johnny reenacted everybody in the skit and it was blurred out and it was fucking hilarious. Yes. And like somebody actually said they didn't understand this and it was like, yeah, I don't get this. And I'm like, dude, everybody else got this and was like, Miz is a celebrity and he hired Dexter Loomis to be his celebrity stalker because Miz wanted to look bigger and better and like I have a stalker and he even said well why did he make him lose the title and he said because Miz knew he couldn't beat Bobby Lashley so he used Dexter Loomis as a distraction to get out of the match and I'm like you know what that is fucking awesome like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I love that. It made perfect sense. It did. It made perfect sense. I loved everything about that. That It made so much sense. And it's like, I didn't even think that's the way to go. But, like, apparently that was a way to go. Yeah. So, so we see what happens next with this shit. <laughs> yeah. So then we got the main event. And it was for the tag team titles. It was Alexa in Asuka versus Damage Control. Did you think this match was going to happen here? First of all, no. <laughs> okay. Not at all. Like I thought, I I actually thought it was going to happen in Crown Jewel. Well, to be totally honest... We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. So... We'll get to that. Today. Go ahead. Like, they had this match, and one of the coolest parts about this match was Bailey and Bianca were fighting. And they were fighting, and Bailey did the belly to belly through B... Like, with Bianca, through a table. And it was like, oh, shit. In the crowd, mind you. Like, I think they were in top, like, some type of, one of the big boxes or whatever. Yes. So, then we got the very first three-time 
tag team champions. And I know you're like, wait, what the fuck? Yes, here's why it's three-time champions. Because this is Alexa's third time as tag team champion, women's tag team champion. Also, it's Asuka's third time as women's tag team champion. So it's their first time. Yes. Well, so, Alexa yeah. Kennedy are a three-time tag team champion. Basically. Even though it's with different partners, they're still three time champions. Yeah. So that leads us to Crown Jewel, which we're going to do predictions for Crown Jewel. Okay. So, in a rematch of this match for the Women's Tag Team Championships, Alexa and Asuka versus Damage Control. Who you got? It's going straight there. I was thinking that too. I was thinking that too. So then we got the Usos versus the Brawling Brutes for the tag team titles. Who you got? Usos. Like, it's easy. Yeah, I mean, of course the Usos are going to win. Like, there's no way to lose those titles. Yeah. So then we got Bianca Belair versus Bailey for the women's title and it's the last woman standing. Who you got? Bailey's finally getting that shit. Yeah, like that would actually be cool if all of Damage Control won titles at the same time. Yes. So yeah. I'm yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with that. Then we have Braun Strowman Braid versus Umos. Who you got? To be honest with you, I don't care. It's one of those matches. But if wow. you really if you're really gonna like put a gun to my head with this shit, right? And like mm-hmm. make me close, I would choose Braun because like in this instance, technically, he's the new kid in the block. Even I, though he, even though he obviously was there before Omos, but you know, he get he just got back, so they're not gonna make him lose. I don't think. Yeah, no, I I think it's definitely Braun Strowman bread is definitely gonna win. Yeah, like he's definitely getting him. So then we have the OC. Versus the Judgment Day. Who you got? It's gonna be the OC because they're gonna have like a counter to fucking uh, uh, Rhea. Now, what that counter is, I don't know. I've heard names here and there, but yeah, they're gonna win because of that counter. Yeah, no, I I 100% think that's gonna happen. Yeah. Then we got Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Who you got here? Lashley. I'm going with Brock. Okay. Because last time he faced like a, um, a part-time, like he fucked him up. Fucking my body. Mm-hmm. Well, no. He got fucked up. So, matter. But you have to remember, Bobby beat Lashley. Hey, what now? <laughs> Wait, didn't Bobby beat Lashley the last time they wrestled? 
Or am I wrong? Bobby, you just said Bobby beat Lashley twice. I mean, Bobby beat Brock. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> um, you know what? I don't remember. I'm going to go over your memory because your memory's a lot better than mine. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going but with he be, but, but he beat Goldberg in, like, Saudi Arabia. You know, like, Crown Jewel is, like, a totally different thing. Yes. So then we have the main event. Roman Reigns with the bloodline in his corner versus Jake Paul and Logan Paul. Who you got? I actually have two answers. Oddly enough, right? Okay. Obviously, Roman's winning. Like, he's keeping that title, right? Yes. That That's a 100% thing. But, right? Uh-huh. What if Logan wins by DQ or count out? Okay. Okay. That's... I actually never thought about that, but okay. Yeah. Like that, that, could that, that could happen. That could happen. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like Roman's not losing that title to that guy. No, all. he's not. Now Roman could lose the match, but him not losing the title is not a big deal. Like him, yeah, him losing the match, but not, it being like not for the title is not a big deal. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that, that's um, that's the Crown Jewel pay per view, which we will cover the Crown Jewel pay per view in the next podcast also with Smackdown and the very weird rampage with Shibata and Mike Tyson on commentary I have no fucking idea what the hell's happening I, I, I literally am lost I'm lost at that. that's gonna be kind of cool I think <laughs> yeah we'll see we'll see but yeah guys that's uh that's the end of the podcast any last words um, I need to apologize to the listeners because, like, I wasn't like feeling too oozy for this podcast, so I'm sorry. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I popped you. <laughs>